Hi there, skating fans. Welcome to another edition of the Skate Canada Alumni Podcast. Welcome back to the Alumni Blog. This month, we're featuring part two and the continuation of last month's conversation with Olympic coach Bruno Marcotte as he chats with former national team member Nick Young. The two reflect on family, the future of skating, the positive impact of sport, and how it has impacted their lives. Powerful, insightful, and inspiring, here are Nick and Bruno. Speaking on, like, you said you went there and they're, like, applying everything that you taught them and, and you've taught a lot of kids now and, like... Like you said, gives you the greatest feeling in the world. And then sometimes, do you feel like when you're back home, is there like roadblocks? And sometimes you're trying to do these things and they're not happening, and you're trying, you're you're, you're trying to figure out why. And then you go over there, and then if they do, and they do everything that you want, and you're like, okay, why? Why can't I get this message past here? Do you think it's because they're they're very like they hold you in the highest esteem? They're very passionate about skating, or what do you think is the right mix, or how does that happen? Well, I, I, I don't want to generalize. I mean, there's a lot of people here. I, I'd say like 80% of the athletes are do act that way with their coaching, with the people they're surrounded, you know, like, but at the same time, there's always the reality of the, we just have more options, you know, like when, when we look, when we eat a meal, we're not that appreciative about what we're eating because we have so many different options of what we can eat. And if we're not happy with one things, and we just turn around and try something else, and and that's just the reality, um, you know. Like uh, over there, you know, like uh, they don't have the luxury to to go and and train to a different country. They don't have the luxury of having that many uh, coaches to go and be able to do some um, skiing camp in their country. I mean. Um, especially in the past, like they were telling me, like, uh, uh, Mr. We did approach a lot of different coaches in the, the last uh, five years to go in their country and nobody wanted to go. But now, since that I, I've been involved with them, all of a sudden there's a lot of coaches that go to him and, and they want to be involved with their program. So it's funny how things <laughs> change that all of a sudden they see somebody else being involved and they see that nothing but good good thing happens and then other people want to be be part of I just thought it was pretty funny but yeah no I, I think it's um, you know sometimes we lose the sense of um, of how lucky we are and how lucky we are to live in such a great country like Canada and um, and how lucky we are that um, you know we have people in Skate Canada and great coaches and great federation and great support we, we, we tend to, to forget that because sometimes we take it for granted. Mm-hmm. That's true. It's, I mean, all you say is true. It's, 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 it's different situations with different people. Um, we're going to change gear a bit. Um, there's a lot of new projects you have. You have this, your skating school. You, you have your upcoming impending fatherhood. So yep. maybe you want to chat a bit about that. Um, there was a lot of change in your life, too, in the spring. I don't know if you want to talk about it with your, the passing of your father. Yeah. Um, if you want to omit it, that's fine. Um, kind of how, how are you putting all these changes together for instance fatherhood is a, a different a different ball game as you know because I have two kids so uh, are you excited are you worried or 
all these things mixed together. Wow. I mean, being a father is something I never thought, I, I, something I, would, I was always hoping, but, you know, you, as you know, I'm getting older, and uh, <laughs> you never know. <laughs> but, um, no, this year was, um, there's a lot of things happened, that's for sure. I mean, like, losing my father in the, this winter was um, probably the biggest loss in my life I ever got. Um, I mean, my, my father was everything to me, still is everything to me, even though if he's gone, even though his, his physique is gone, his soul is still there with me. Um, you know, and um, the funny part is, um, you know, like uh, Megan got pregnant right after the passing of my father. So I really believe that uh, that's, uh, my, my father, the, his angel work, um, that is uh, looking over over us and over me and and um, this is yeah but no I'm as far as the kid goes I, I I'm I'm extremely excited uh, um, it's gonna be a little girl so uh, I can't wait <laughs> yeah I can't wait no I can't wait to be a father and uh, and I know Megan is very excited to become a mother and this is a process that um, it's extremely exciting. Um, for me, you know, we work together, so you know I have two kids. For yeah. me, teaching, my perspective of teaching kind of changed after I had kids a bit. How I see things kind of, I still see them the same way, but I can also look at them in a different way. And I think it maybe probably made my teaching better. Do you think that being a father, like in the near future, will help your teaching? Will it teach you a different perspective on life? Like, and just elaborate maybe a bit on that. Like, I found for me it was, it was a, it's a complete 180 in a lot of aspects of my life. Well, I think, I think the biggest, the beauty of this is, you know, I don't know what to expect. And I love that, not knowing exactly what to expect. And I don't know exactly what it's going to do to me. And, and to me, that's the exciting part, you know. Um, I do know I will love that kid, you know. Uh, so much, and I will do everything for that kid. But um, but I, I do, you know, I, I, I'm not gonna pretend that I, I know what to expect and how I'm gonna be and what is it gonna do to me. I, you know, that's what's that's that's kind of the exciting part of it. Um, at the same time, I uh, I think uh, one thing's for sure is gonna help me in the fact that I'm gonna have to be extremely organized. <laughs> I'm gonna have to. Uh, learn to manage my time better that's for sure so I think in a way it's gonna help a lot of my my flaws and my weaknesses that's for sure but no but I, I'm very excited that's good to hear hey <laughs> you trust me time management will be a big thing on your list with that one that is it's an important for that <laughs> Yeah. Completely change, a complete change of 180 on, would you ever see yourself not teaching? And if you did, what would you do? <laughs> you know the answer. I can't believe you're asking me that. <laughs> I have to ask. <laughs> That's too funny. Um, no, I, no, I don't think, I, right now, honestly, I don't see myself do, any, do anything else but teaching or or being involved with the sport of figure skating, that's for sure. You know, I, I love, um, I, I guess the, the one thing I, I love the most about skating is to inspire people. Um, so if there's one thing that 
um, and, 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 and making, I love to make my skater feel how, um, they feel better, but mainly how to believe in themselves. And, 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 you know, so if maybe if there's something else I could do is do something, uh, being involved in something with about inspired people and making other people believe in what they can do and what, what more they can achieve. And there's always more that they can achieve, you know, that, I think I do have a gift for that about doing that and um, with people I, I work with also. But, you know, I'm not going to lie to you. My my all-time dream is always about driving trucks, you know, all over the countries. <laughs> Since I'm a young kid, I always my dream is always about driving trucks, but I don't think that's going to happen. <laughs> so you see yourself... As if you wouldn't teach skating as a motivational speaker, and I kind of, I think, I think it kind of goes hand in hand, especially with uh, the level of athletes you teach, because there are even with even with younger kids too. And like that, I guess I would assume that's part of your coaching philosophy, and and, and you always try, I guess, to, to find the way to push their buttons on the right day. And do you have a specific process, or you go by feel, and then you use something that you feel, and you go and you hop in that opportunity. I, you know, it's usually it's always by feel. You know, it's, it, you know, depends on what happens. And um, you know, w one thing, um, one thing that Joanne did teach me is always be a, one step ahead of your skater. You know, you try to always know what they're thinking and what they'll be thinking tomorrow. You know, or what they're, they're going to want to do tomorrow, or what they're going to want to achieve tomorrow. Um, mm -hmm. So I always try to. Uh, try to stay one step ahead of what's going on, and but um, no, usually it's um, um, I, I it, sometimes it is planned, but mainly is wh whatever like th there's a, you can never plan how your skier is gonna feel. Like this, this is that's this is the, the the beauty of life. You know, you, your skater come and you don't know how they're gonna feel. You you don't know what they're gonna want to do and what are the intention. But your your goal and your challenge as a coach is is to truly understand what are their needs and what they need and what what are the the right buttons to push on that very specific day you know sometimes um you know you you have to to be there for them sometimes you have to motivate them sometimes you have to be tough to them but the the, the challenge is always to to press on the right button to get the most out of of your athletes okay and I guess it's kind of continue on that line or kind of continue, well, not really, but kind of like looking at the world, how skating's going. Or, first of all, what's kind of your, your vision of where, like you said, you got to be one step ahead. So where do you think skating is going or where do you, where would you like to see skating going? So it's a double-edged sword. Where do you think it's going? Where do you think it should go? Specifically, if you want to talk pairs, talk pairs. <laughs> you know, it's, it's, Skating, pair skating will always go where whoever takes is in charge with taking the, the the big decision is. So depending of who's taking the, the the big decision, and that's where skating will go as far as pair skating. And if I'm not precise enough, is is uh, if you have somebody that have a certain. It depends of whoever is the, you know whoever is in charge of. The technical committee um, depends on their vision. What do they want for yeah. skating? 
You know what I mean? It's 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 and it really depends of who's in place, and and that's the beauty of, of skating. As much as we can, as as much as we think it might go one way, it it, it can be such a 360 degrees. You know, like you know, a couple of years ago, we thought that that pair skating was going to go triple axel side by side, triple axel side by side, and all of a sudden people come in and and they change a few rules. So basically, where the sport is going, I'm not sure, but I hope, um, I really hope that the people taking the decision will let the skaters um, be able to take the sports to the next, the new level. Um, you know, Patrick Chan, Patrick Chan changed the, the the sport, you know, with the skating skills, and and he brought the two quads, and then you have Yuzuru brought the, the sport to a different level with landing more quads while having the skating skills. And then Nathan Chen is coming and doing like, how many, like five quads in a long program. This is exciting, you know, like, you know, it's like, it's the same thing in pairs. A couple of years ago, Megan was doing the throw quad, the triple left side by side, and then you saw the the quad twist. So I just hope that the people in place taking the decision for the rules, that they will let the skaters, they will let the responsibility responsibility to the skaters and the coaches to take the decision if it's too dangerous or not and or if it's too much or not you know because to do a throw pass for Megan that was never a security issue you saw her doing those throw yeah. never she did hurt herself but to do a throw quad for somebody else it is too dangerous mm -hmm. but I don't think it's somebody behind a desk that can know what is what is dangerous or not dangerous for certain skaters you need to be in the field to know what's what's or what's not too dangerous. I mean, to do a quad twist for some pair skater, it is not too dangerous, but to do a quad twist for Eric and Megan, that would have been terrible. They would have like really hurt themselves badly. That could have put an end to their career. Um, so, but you know, it's, it's it, whenever somebody beats a record, it's exciting. Can you imagine like if they would not allow somebody to run under 9.5 seconds? No, you're not allowed. It's too dangerous. You're running too fast. You know, it's, yeah. it's 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 the beauty of sport. The beauty of of evolution is to 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 learn more. You know, it's, it's you know F1 and the, the Formula One racing. They they hire all those specialists to 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 make their car go faster and more uh, more security. And you know what? Who wins? Everybody wins about it because ninety percent of what is in your car. Is a is a and and the safety of your car is a direct a direct influence from all the research made by the Formula One. Um, so there's so much to be gained about pushing the sport to the next level, and and push in you know and and setting new high standard and new record. So I hope that's where the sport is going. Would it go this way? I am not so certain, but I hope it is. Um, so it's it's the same thing, you know, and, and will this sport also um, use more social media? Um, more will it be more interactive with the fans? So I, maybe I see that also the way that that figure skating is sold on TV. I'm not so sure that it's going to be presented the same way in the next five or ten years. And what I'm saying, I don't know. I haven't spoke to nobody about it, but. You know, there's so many changes in, 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 in through the media. There's so many changes in the world on how 
uh, teenage, the way they see, you know, people don't watch TV anymore. People watch YouTube now. They watch pod, they listen to podcasts. And like in five years, some, and they'll do some, something else. So I see, I do see um, uh, a different way of presenting uh, skating on TV or even in a live event. Like you said, like you now it's changed, right? So every area of skating, I guess, has its uh, its its huge change to the world. Like every, like I mean, you had like Alexei and Pushenko, They were it was more of a technician against more of an artiste, and then you have Patrick that changed the game with skating skills, and now we have Nathan that's changing the game. Like technically, it's like a huge push, and we'll talk about one of your former students that we worked with, Elaj. In his last nationals, there was kind of that showmanship, and now that we're kind of pushing it hard, right? Like we're it's getting pushed hard technically. Do you think that we're losing a bit of the showmanship? Or we can bring some of it back. Is, is what's the right balance? I guess is that what we're looking for. Well, you need to push on. I think if you want to be the world, the the, the top of the world, you need both. Right. And and, and I think the, the the right balance is to have both to be a great technician and to be a great performer because if you want people in their seat you, you need both if you only have performer and no jumping then you have a high show if you have only jumping and no performance then you have a practice and that's the beauty of our our sport is you you can combine both so um and again that's i think that's what patrick was able to bring in his younger years you know and that's what um, even Nathan Chen can bring right now in a short yeah. program. Uh, I mean, that short program, the last two years that he's done, it's not only technically extremely challenging, but it's, it's extremely entertaining and it's extremely beautiful to watch. Um, so, uh, no, I, I think that the, the new generation, you know, like uh, when you look at... Um, couple years ago it was all about jumping so people would spend a lot more time jumping and less on performance and and if you look at in the 70s it was more about performance less jumping now I think the new generation like the, the 10 year old the 12 the 15 year old um, they know they need both so they, uh, the, the people get um, better in both side of the, the the mark at a much younger age Okay, so the the continues like the continues. You, I know you watch a lot of sports. I know you like to watch football. I think you still watch golf. You probably you you are a much Canadians fan. So, do you look as a coach? Do you try to tweak your craft or see the evolution of those sports and say how does this maybe apply to where my sport is going or coaching wise? Okay, this is what they're this is kind of the new trend right now. So maybe I should maybe look in, into this and see what I can do. Maybe to bring it to my sport. Is it you go, go completely? Mm, not too sure about it. Always watch and always watch what's going on in the other sport. I think it's important, and it's always interesting to see who dominates. Uh, who dominate, you know, like if you look in hockey, who dominates hockey right now, who has been dominating hockey in the last five years, and why? Why them and not a different team? There's always a reason. There's never luck. Why is this person being on top for the last five years? Or why is this person was on top and all of a sudden they cannot have success anymore? You know, I'm not going to name names, but there's there's hockey coach that were really, really good like a couple of years ago, and now they don't seem to get their message through. Why, why is that? There's a reason. And you hear about uh, coaching making adjustment. Um, how, um, yeah, so I think it's very interesting to 
to to find out about um, I, I think that the, the to adjust with the, the the younger people people that react and get motivated from a different way than they did ten years ago mm -hmm. uh, people um, it's a different reality uh, and a different logistic than 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 twenty years ago but what 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 makes some of those organizations uh, what, how they were able to adjust with time, or how, how was Iceland uh, soccer team able to qualify for the Euro uh, Cup and the World Cup in soccer while um, and beating a team like Italy? Why some there is a reason what was done, and it's not something that was done the year before. It's something that was done five or ten years before, leading up to this competition. So I think it's it's important for me. I. I ask a lot of questions to coaches. I ask. I think it's very important to ask questions, and, and and it's important to to like where we were talking earlier. It's important to to see the reason what was happening before and where it's going. It's important to see also uh, what's happening in a junior rank. Um, you know, like sometime when we we're doing really well in the senior. We have a couple teams in the senior. It's important to still be aware of what's going on junior because that's that's the, that's the new step, the new generation. That's where the sport is going. So, no, for sure, I think there is something to learn from from other sports. I, I wish there would be more um, easier access. I, I wish I could have access to and, and chat to uh, the, the, the people that uh, to, uh, that that manage, uh, that runs the Montreal Canadiens, that runs the Toronto Maple Leaf, or, or the Blue Jays, the New York Yankees, you know, or, or um, more time spent with uh, the people that from different uh, amateur sport. Uh, I would love to, to, to spend an hour talking to Tiger Woods, you know, and how he was uh, about his youth, how he was able to, to overcome everything that he had to overcome. And I, I think there's so much to be learned from from everything that that surrounds us. Um, continue about it. So so let's say a coach or an athlete. How do you think a coach or an athlete keeps the longevity in a sport? For instance, you have coaches like Bill Belichick that have been have been just they keep just hammering it out. You have the Golden State Warriors who still even if they didn't win this year, they still like made the final. They've been they've been they are constantly. Um, you have Tiger Woods, who has this amazing career. Come goes goes down, comes back, and he still he still he can still won a major a major tournament a couple weeks ago or whatever. You have someone like Roger Federer, who has that longevity. So, yeah. where do you think in sports or even life, where where do people? How do they keep it? Where, what is the what is the secret? I think it's important when you look at Bill Belichick. It's important to bring a culture. Like, like they talk about a winning culture, whatever that is. You bring your own culture of attitude of what you believe in. Meanwhile, while keeping and protecting that culture, I think it's important with time to bring new things within your culture. So you take Belichick for an example. He brings younger coaches. He surrounds himself with a lot of young people to have the latest ideas. He surround. He he changes. There's a lot of player movement. He he always keep, keeps the key players, but around he brings new blood all the time. Mm -hmm. So it's it's. I think it's um, 
the way to stay on top is it's, it's about to believe in what you do. Don't go away. You don't want to change your philosophy all the time. I think it's, it's important to believe in, in your own philosophy, into your own culture, to implement your culture while not while refreshing yourself, refreshing yourself with new ideas, refreshing yourself with with bringing people in, refreshing yourself with um, um, learning. You know, going and 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 listen to 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 camps with uh, other coaches, uh, older coaches, younger coaches, uh, local coaches. You know, foreigner coaches. It's to, you know, that's it's it's all about. Educating yourself and it's it's a never-ending game. You know, it's it's never every day you need to educate yourself about to keep yourself up to date with the world. Alright, so here's the last one. So it's about coaching, it's about what is who or what is your I think your biggest inspiration to keep coaching or to coach basically. Hmm. <laughs> well, there's many. Wow, that's a that's a that's a tough one. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, there's many people. You know, I can start with Richard, Richard Gozzi. You know, like to, you know, I I see him and he still has the same passion as he did when he coached me mm -hmm. years ago, and that's that's very, uh, that's that's something unbelievable. Um, to watch Frank Carroll, you know, still be so dominant. Um, all this the, for so long, that's very impressive. Um, but, you know, I, I also like to, to inspire myself from other coaches, like uh, from other sports too. Um, but, you know, it's, it, it's a tough one, but, you know, ultimately, yes, um, I, I, I think uh, at the end of the day, um, one of my big inspire uh, the the one person that always inspired me was was my sister. Um, she was with me uh, right from the beginning and from the highs and lows. She's always been there and uh, and uh, no, I, I think the, the the one constant in my in my life and in my skinning life, I have to say, has to, has to be my sister. All right. Well, for me, that wraps it up, Bruno. That we hope we didn't uh, die on that one. <laughs> <laughs> All right, man. My pleasure. No <laughs>Thanks again for joining us today to get up close and personal with Olympic coach Bruno Marcotte and alumni committee member Nick Young. We encourage you to subscribe to the Skate Canada Alumni Podcast, that way you won't miss any future episodes as we release them monthly. If you head on over to alumni.skatecanada.ca, you'll be able to subscribe through iTunes, Google Play, or wherever you get your podcasts. In addition to that, you can read some of our alumni blogs posted to that site along the more or less the same timeline as we post podcasts on a monthly basis so head on over there share your thoughts with us on today's episode or with any of the other posts we share on the site and get your news of upcoming alumni events and occasions i'm alex kilby looking forward to the next edition of the alumni blog and i hope you'll join us then